Welcome to Passmaster, the show where we try and reshape history with the help of our AI-powered Game Master. My name is Ryan Mulcrone. I'm sitting in the studio with Tam Parsons and Keon Dadgostar. Hello. Hey, gents. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? How was your week? It was pretty good. I had a very good squash match oh, yeah. and a very bad one. It's a great leveller. Just when you think you're getting cocky. Was it against the same person? No. First one was against a guy who's beaten. Never played before. <laughs> no, he's never played in his life. Uh, didn't, know which, didn't know which way to hold the It was racket. a child. He lost and then he quickly got good and beat me. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's a learning experience. It's great fun. You don't get, you don't improve unless you play people better than you. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. You want to do a mix of solo training. For your ego <laughs> as well, to try and get some good easy easy wins in. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a mixture, yeah. How you do you solo train to squat? Oh, you can. Because well, squat, there's a, you basically hit it against the wall, yeah, so it's, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> Keeps on coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Whacking all your balls over the net and just, just turning. Some sad background music <laughs> <laughs> in sepia tone footage. <laughs> no one will play with me. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. why the only exercise I do is running, because you don't really need... Well, actually, if, if you're running with somebody, then, yeah, it's, it's bad, because... Do you find that helps or not, if you're, if you're running... It um, depends if they're better than you or not. <laughs> I prefer running in a group, like the park runs and that. I love that. I need Spur you on. Other people around me, yeah. On my own, I just... I'm it, left to, my own to be fair, yeah. it is easier in a group. Yeah. Even if they're, like, much fitter than you, then you yeah. just got a benchmark. And yeah. if they're... If you're slightly better than them... You're like, ha, like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, you, you sort of kind of motivate each other. Whereas I'm training for another marathon, like an idiot, which means that I'm training in weather like today. Are you? Getting back so, into it. <laughs> so I was out, out the door, like, 6.30 in the morning, and it was, like, minus two... And I've got like plenty of layers and stuff, but you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so Whose idea was this? Which one are you doing now? <laughs> I've signed up for, I, I, I promised I'd never do it. So I've done a few marathons now and I thought I'm never going to run a lot longer than that. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Like, you don't, why would you want to run longer? I've signed up to do an ultra. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. No way. That's so awesome. 50K, but yeah. it's like in the Alps. So what? 50K in the Alps. What? So you're going up, <laughs> oh. not in one day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In one go? In one go. Yeah. I think you've got 12 hours to do it yeah. or something. And it's got 3,000 meters of elevation. Mate, fair play. So <laughs> That's wild. I did like a, a training run on Christmas Eve. My mum moved to Ireland and I looked on the map. It's like, oh, there's a mountain nearby. I'll just go run up that. And so it's about 900 meters incline. And I did it. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And that's like, what, a third of what I need to do? Do. Also, how exciting! When when is this ultra run? It's, like, it's July. Got a bit of time, but uh, yeah, I, I actually had to bail 200 meters from the top of this mountain because it was so windy. <laughs> Visibility dropped to zero. Yeah, and it and then it started like sideways rain, Ugh. and I'm like running up. Like, meanwhile, my family's at home, like cracking open the Baileys and like whatever <laughs> on Christmas Eve, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Running up the hill. <laughs> And this guy, do they all think you've gone a bit mad? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Is Ryan okay? There's a book I read. Oh, what's it called? I'll put it in the show notes uh, about ultra running where people run 50 miles or 100 miles or something crazy like that. And apparently it's so mental. Your body's telling you to stop. So you just need to find a way to override your body's messages to your brain. Like, nope, I don't care. We are still going. <laughs> and the way this guy <laughs> describes it, that there are, there'll be people who he overtakes and they're just cr crying to themselves because they want to stop, but they won't <laughs> let themselves stop. And it just sounds so miserable to me. I'd much rather have 45 minutes playing squash by myself and then go home. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Do you listen to podcasts when you run? Yeah. 
listen to Passmaster? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, this isn't an episode about <laughs> running long distances. Uh, more running tips. Oh. Follow Ryan on Instagram. <laughs> Follow me on Strava if you're that way inclined. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the plan today, Tan? I understand you have a plan. Yes. Uh, one thing I thought would be fun and that ChatGPT via our Game Master would be great at would be hosting a dinner party. Yeah, a fantasy dinner party where you get together some famous and perhaps infamous characters from history, put them all in a room together and see what happens. Okay. Um, so I doctored the initial starter prompt we normally use for Passmaster and said, you have to invite these guests. So I did actually say, these are the guests I want to be involved. And I said, the ways that uh, you can win this game is to either get them all to see the world the same way and agree on a way forward for humanity and the planet or get them to have such a good time at your dinner party (laughs) that they just forget their troubles and just get along and have a really nice time Mm -hmm. i think that was it um i said you have to if you're the player in this game you have to say what the different courses are during the during the meal yeah and you might it might be up to you to start the conversation with icebreakers if if people are reluctant to start talking it's like host, testing your hosting skills. <laughs> basically basically. testing your hosting <laughs> it's skills. Like come dine with me. <laughs> yeah, basically. So this um, is Come Dine With Me Passmaster Edition. Yeah, basically. Will we get the theme music over top or will we get in trouble? <laughs> Probably get in trouble. Oh, okay. I'll find the There'll be some sort of knockoff. <laughs> royalty-free version. Well, yeah, 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 I'll find the nearest equivalent royalty-free. It's like the, the dinosaur episode. I was like, oh, there's got to be something that sounds like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Let's just dive in, shall we? Okay, who's reading out what? I'll read out the player because that's me. Okay, and then I don't. So know. just to clarify, this is a pre-play. Then you. This is something I I have already gone ahead and done and okay. entertained myself with. So I'm now presenting you with the fruits of my nonsense. Right. Okay. <laughs> How did you go about picking these guests first of all? They were the first ones that came into my head. I wanted some controversial, awful people there because I thought maybe we can persuade them to yeah. see see the light. So you've got. Do we reveal the guest now or do we want to go into it? I think let's just go into it and it will hopefully reveal them quite early on. All right, let's dive in. Welcome, esteemed time traveller, to the grand game of Passmaster. Your extraordinary dinner party awaits in the splendid Hall of Mirrors at the Palace of Versailles, a location as magnificent as your guests' reputations. Tonight, your dinner companions are none other than Joseph Stalin, <sighs> Chairman Mao, Adolf Hitler, all the big players, Gandhi, Cleopatra, Jesus, <laughs> Elizabeth I, <laughs> and the former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss. Hey. <laughs> so she, she's the wild card. Novelty act of yeah. the. Please of the tell set. me that there's lettuce for dinner at some point. Um, <laughs> I was definitely hoping there would be cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she would say it was a disgrace that it oh wasn't God, English yeah. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> former well, um, UK Prime Minister is a, is a reach. This yeah. dinner party will probably last longer than <laughs> she was Prime Minister. Your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to unify these formidable guests. Persuade them to agree on the best path forward for humanity. Not an easy feat, given their diverse and strong-willed natures. Well, you can say that again. So, so yeah. remember, you start with two lives. Why did you have lives? <laughs> what is going down in this dinner party? Yeah. <laughs> it's some dangerous I mean, you've got shit. Hitler and Stalin there. Yeah, and you take every life you can get. Yeah. Choose your actions wisely, as the company you keep tonight is as dangerous as they are influential. Shall we begin with the evening? Your first task. Shall, shall we begin with the evening? <laughs> <laughs> I 
First... Oh, I'd love it if it was a murder mystery. <laughs> oh, oh, with, with these guys. With these guys. <laughs> yeah. That would be great, wouldn't and it? Who done it? And then ChatGPT has to be like Poirot at the end and give us a convincing <laughs> explanation. Of how it all yeah. happened. There's another episode. Yeah, There's another episode. And I think if you get enough game players and everyone has their role and actually play it properly. Nice. Ooh. That's very exciting. I don't know where ChatGPT would come into that. It would decide what happens. Right. It? Sorry. Yeah. It's kind of like the ringmaster, um, yeah. but you still yeah. have quite like a four player. Okay. If anyone's got any ideas as to how to make that work. <laughs> We're all ears. Yeah. We're all ears. You can come on and do it with us. So the first thing you need to do is propose an opening question to break the ice. Choose carefully. Your guests are listening intently. Is it not going to tell us a bit of filler of uh, like how they arrive? I, I wanted to see them all arriving in cars or yeah. horse-drawn carriages yeah. and whether there's any yeah. entrance music. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, yeah. Miss Elizabeth the <laughs> First. <laughs> yeah, and also... You know, are they being kidnapped? Are they, like, amused by this time travel? Also, when is this period of time? I think because, well, I don't, uh, well, who knows, but I guess it's kind of, it's fantastic. It's yeah, like, it transcends, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a pocket plane or something. Okay, bubble it's universe. time neutral. Exactly. It's, it's time neutral, exactly. <laughs> okay. And I said, my name is the hostess with the mostess, and I warmly welcome the assembled guests. I note that the Palace of Versailles seems like an interesting place for Hitler because this is where the League of Nations was formed and the bill for reparations laid at the feet of Germany in the wake of the First World War. I raise my eyebrows at Hitler as I make this remark. I then quickly move... <laughs> I then... Qu I then quick... How do you like that? <laughs> Impressed. I then quickly move on to tell the guests a lobster bisque will then be served for the first course. <laughs> and then I asked the guest this question. If you were a wrestler, what would your wrestling name be and what music would you enter the ring to? Yeah. <laughs> ah, hostess with the mostess, a name that promises an unforgettable evening. Your initial remark about Versailles and its historical significance to Hitler is a bold icebreaker indeed. Hitler's expression momentarily hardens, but your swift transition <laughs> to the lobster bisque smooth things. <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. <laughs> What do you mean? Ah, lobster biscuits. <laughs> Forget about that insult. Yeah. Your question about wrestling personas and entrance music lightens the mood. The guests, initially baffled, begin to engage. Right, so we've got a lot of uh, I think parts here. I think accents are optional. Yeah. We'll just do it up. Take, take it, it in turns. turns. <clears throat> All right, go on, you start. <laughs> Stalin chuckles. The man of steel entering to the powerful strains of the Soviet anthem. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cliches here. <laughs> Mao, with a sly smile, suggests the great helmsman, and I'd enter to the East is Red. What's that? I don't know what the East is, is Red is, actually. Um, Hitler, momentarily off guard, smirks, De Führer, naturally, with Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> so the East is Red, by the way, is the Chinese Communist Party revolutionary yeah. song. Oh, that makes so, perfect sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I see this little theme here. Gandhi, amused, yet thoughtful, says... I'd be the pacifist, entering to a simple Indian flute melody. <laughs> He'll do well in the, in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the pacifist <laughs> beaten up by the Man of Steel. He's, just in, the, he's just in the ring and calm down, everyone. <laughs> Playing his <laughs> little flute. <laughs> Cleopatra with a regal air declares, the queen of the Nile to the mystical tunes of ancient Egypt. Jesus, with a serene smile, says... Jesus! <laughs> he's appeared a lot, He's in a lot of our episodes, isn't well, he, Jesus? He's a big name, isn't he? He is arguably the biggest. <laughs> he's a big draw. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, with a serene smile, says, The Carpenter, and perhaps a humble hymn. 
<laughs> Kumbaya. Elizabeth I confidently. The Virgin Queen, accompanied by a majestic Tudor melody. Ugh. Liz Truss, after pondering, goes, The Iron Lady 2, with Royal Britannia as my anthem. That's my Liz Truss. I think that's pretty good. Thanks. Good. Good. <laughs> Tan, your next step is crucial. What will you serve for the main course? And how would you use this dish to further the conversation and work towards your goal of unifying these disparate figures? I hadn't actually given it any thought, but when it said how would you unify them I was like okay think Tan think how can you what dish could possibly work so I said the main course is a huge sausage made of all the ingredients in the kitchen all mashed together into a paste and then squeezed into a sock made of pig's intestines I explained that the sausage is a delicious metaphor for how we all need to get along together in harmony and that the only way to make the world work is to enjoy the bits of sausage we like (laughs) and accept some of the flavours we don't I sit there beaming, looking round the room with a smug expression and a raised eyebrow, <laughs> checking to see what the guests make of this dish, which I call the sausage of world peace. <laughs> I noticed you, you misspelled sock for sick. I know. And I yeah. wonder if that was picked up by, <laughs> by ChatGPT. Exactly, yeah. Um, it sounds disgusting, doesn't it? <laughs> Serving up puke in a sausage. Sausage puke. Ah, hostess with the mostest, your culinary metaphor is as daring as it is unique. The sausage of world peace certainly raises eyebrows around the grand table. Stalin eyes the sausage suspiciously, but then nods, <laughs> understanding the symbolism. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> Of I course. See, yes. Ah, that's, I see, yes. <laughs> Mao, ever the pragmatist, comments on the unity in diversity, albeit with a sceptical air. Hitler frowns at the mixture, clearly disliking the idea of blending so many elements. <laughs> it really just is doing this by the Do plate, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Gandhi, a vegetarian, politely Aww. declines, but appreciates the metaphor. Oh, thank you, Gandhi. Jesus considers the concept thoughtfully, noting the importance of harmony. Typical. Cleopatra, intrigued by the novelty, tastes it with an air of curiosity. Elizabeth I, with her love for elaborate dishes, is amused by your creativity. Liz Truss cautiously samples it, trying to grasp the underlying message. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It just it knows that she's basically a bit of a plonker. Was she's, it the, was, she's trying to grasp it, but just can't quite get but, it. About pork, not cheese. One mm. of them was about cheese. There was two, yeah. There was one where she's like... We, we're bringing up their pork markets with a big smile. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> about how it's a disgrace that they ex- we export. She says, we, isn't it, we, we import loads of cheese. Yeah. And then she said in a completely over-the-top voice, that is a disgrace! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely mad. Your audacious attempt at culinary diplomacy has had mixed reactions. Yet, it's a commendable effort to steer the conversation towards unity. What will be your next move to bring these diverse personalities closer to a consensus? Remember, the path to victory requires not just creativity, but also an understanding of these historical figures. So, bearing that in mind, I said... I don't like that Hitler isn't buying into the sausage of world peace, so I pick up a long sword of sausages, about a foot long, a bit like a truncheon, and I slam it down on his plate, splashing gravy everywhere. Eat your sausage, I shout. (laughs) (laughs) Only to him, the others. Only to him, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Oh, hostess with the mostest, while your passion for world peace is admirable, your method is, shall we say, rather unorthodox. Slamming a foot-long sausage truncheon onto Hitler's plate with such gusto is quite the spectacle. The table reacts. (laughs) (laughs) Stalin can't help but chuckle at your audacity. Mao raises an eyebrow, clearly amused by your boldness. 
Hitler, splattered with gravy, <laughs> is visibly shocked and angered by your aggression. Gandhi looks on in dismay, advocating for peace, not force. Of course. As he's so disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> Cleopatra hides a smile behind her hand, clearly entertained. Jesus gently reminds everyone about the virtues of patience and understanding. Oh, he's such a bore. <laughs> Elizabeth I looks both shocked and slightly amused by such unladylike behaviour. Liz Truss is taken aback, unsure how to react to such a scene. She's obviously out, out of her depth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels not for the first time. What do I do? What do I do? While your actions might have been driven by a desire for unity, they seem to have caused more division at the table. It might be wise to adopt a more diplomatic approach moving forward. Remember, the goal is to unify, not to alienate. What will be your next step to bring harmony to this historically charged dinner party? Sorry, sorry, I say. Jesus and Gandhi are right, of course. No one has to eat sausage if they don't want to. <laughs> Very true, yeah. yeah. I quickly signal to a waiter to wipe gravy off the fascist twat's clothes <laughs> and then call for the dessert. <laughs> a vast il flottante. Are you, are you like clicking your fingers? <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Get these twat's clothes off. <laughs> wipe, wipe, wipe down this wanker, please. <laughs> a vast il flottante that must be cut and shared among the guests. Do you know what an il flottante is? It's one of my favourite puddings. It's this crazy French thing. It's like a meringue, but it's been, I think, mm. steamed instead of baked. So it's like fluffy and wet, like a big wet ball of meringue. All this show does is make you realise. Just make you realise how much posher you are than me. I've never I, heard of it. I always have il flottante for pudding. Yeah, every, every, I bet you, you do. Know, on Wednesdays. It looks decent actually. That and it's, it floats around in some custard. It's really yeah. childish. And and you have many a time eaten at the. Palace I've eaten of it twice. <laughs> at, never at the Palace of Versailles. What's what's your favourite dessert? Probably, probably not. I say it's custard and floating. <laughs> I mine's meringue based. Eaton mess. I love oh, it. Eaton mess That's is my good, favorite isn't it? dessert by far. Yeah. I was going to say the one you might have at home versus one you might have in a restaurant. So in a restaurant, I really love like a tiramisu or something. Mm. But at home, a shop bought Vionetta. Oh, old school, wow. lovely. <laughs> Where they sort of crunch through the um, yeah. the chocolate layers. Yeah, lovely, old school. And so I, I get this vast il flottante that must be cut and shared among the guests. I call this dish the sweetness of sharing. To move the conversation along, I ask the guests, what's something new you want to try and do this year? I also ask them for a mark out of 10 for how much they think we'll be able to get a consensus between us in how to proceed with governing the planet. Just want to see how things are going. So, ChatGPT, going back to your apology at the start. Apology accepted, hostess with the mostest. Your quick recovery and the introduction of the Il flottante, sweetness of sharing, shows a return to diplomatic grace. The shared dessert softens the atmosphere and your question prompts thoughtful responses. Stalin musing, I'd like to try more agricultural innovations. For a consensus, a mere three. <laughs> Harsh. Mao contemplatively, explore more cultural reforms for unity, perhaps a four. <laughs> Hitler, still irked, but engaging. More architectural projects. Consensus two. Gandhi smiling. I'd experiment with new peaceful protests for harmony. A hopeful six. E even Gandhi's only giving it six out of ten. Mm. So no one's hopeful. Cleopatra, discover more of the modern world. I'm optimistic. So a five. Jesus with a serene expression. To spread more messages of love for unity. I believe in seven. Do you think Jesus is perpetually stoned? Oh, Did you see pictures of him? Yeah, he was like, a bit, uh, he was the original it, stoner. It kind of looks like the dude from the Big Lebowski, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? 
But like, I like to think that Jesus often goes to these dinner parties. Yeah, he's got, absolutely baked. He's he's <laughs> got. I imagine din- like dinner parties. You should never come empty handed. You should come with something. He would have edibles. Yeah, ash cookies. That's, yeah, he would have that. Anyone want for an after? Like, yeah, that's him. I've already had seven. I am fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth first. I delve into this era's sciences. As for agreement, a moderate four. Liz Truss, pensively. I'm interested in new economic strategies. Unity, perhaps a free. The responses reveal both individual aspirations and a varied level of optimism about reaching a consensus. Your next challenge is to find a way to bridge these diverse viewpoints and inch closer to a unified vision. How will you steer this conversation to align these powerful personalities towards a common goal? So I think at this point I was realising it's even famously biddable chat GPT is not going to make this easy. Mm. The, the best we've got so far is Jesus offering a seven. <laughs> seven out of ten. <laughs> the fact that Jesus is only offering seven... Tells you it's going to be hard <laughs> work. The lowest score, Stalin, and I think Hitler, Hitler was two out. Two oh, out. Oh, Hitler of 10. was a two. Yeah. yeah, he's really. He's, he he's, doesn't. He's like, why? Who's who? Who convened this party? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sacking his PA, putting this in his diary. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, you I, know, will, I will never. You know when you're like you, you you're at a meeting, a work meeting that you've just been added to the calendar, and you're not quite sure. Yeah, what it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you start, and then you just can't get out of it, and you feel like you've got to be. That's basically Hitler, right? You've now. just said like nothing in the whole meeting. Except for, Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your, your work is piling up, yeah. and you're not getting anything done. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, I was obviously getting desperate. I realised that, that it was going to hit the buffer, so I said, "I yell to the waiters, bring in the cheese board and be quick with it." There is a cheese from every country in the world. I inform the guests that they will only be allowed to leave the Palace of Versailles if they either finish all the cheese, brackets, impossible, (laughs) or if they agree on a common approach. You have one hour, I say. (laughs) Then, if you still don't agree, I will walk round the room and stuff Gruyere and Stilton into your mouths until you burst. Do you understand? Every country. Cheese from every country. 237 cheeses. I'm just Googling Gruyere cheese. Looks delicious. That's oh, that's nice. Sweet, then, yeah? yeah, a lot of cheese comes in. Does it? Do they actually bring in the cheese? Let's find out. And I, I, are they? I'd like to think they're 200 big wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tar- it, it, it's not it. like a little slice. It's yeah. yeah, like a wheel of Stilton. And do you think? Oh, you, do you think, the for dream. the sake of ease, you might ask Jesus to just chop it up with his? Or just double it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you finish it, there's more where that came yeah. from, isn't there, Jesus? <laughs> He's good with magic. Hostess with the mostess. Your dramatic ultimatum certainly grabs the attention of your guests, though it's rather, shall we say, unorthodox approach to diplomacy. Well, whoever gets the job done. The global cheese board is an impressive sight, yet your threat to force feed dissenters adds a rather intense flavour to the evening. The guests, realising the gravity and perhaps absurdity of the situation, exchange looks ranging from bewilderment to amusement. Stalin, eyebrows raised, seems amused by your boldness. It does seem like something Stalin would do, actually. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't he, yeah. He had these massive dinner, wasn't it his Politburo, and he would have these outrageous all-night parties with drinking and talking, and he was so paranoid that he'd constantly keep his eye out for who he thought was going to betray him. And he wouldn't really be getting drunk, but he'd make them all get drunk and so listen to see who was going to betray <laughs> oh, him. So this is, this is right up his alley. This is yeah. perfect. Like an abusive dinner party, basically. <laughs> Mao, always strategic, starts to assess the cheeses, perhaps planning a course of action. I like how to get the hell out of it. <laughs> or like how to eat them. <laughs> the this one I'll come with grapes. This yeah. one would be nice on a cracker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some pickles for that one. Is a wine pairing for this one? 
Hitler, already displeased from earlier, looks both offended and somewhat alarmed. He's everywhere. <laughs> Maybe he's like lactose intolerant or something. <laughs> Gandhi, ever the pacifist, appears distressed by the very aggressive tactic. I don't think he was that aggressive. You're going to shove cheese down their throat till they burst? <laughs> it's like Alan Partridge. <laughs> Smell yeah, my cheese. Yeah. He's a bit aggressive. Cleopatra is accustomed to lavish feasts. She seems intrigued, but wary of the threat. Jesus, advocating for harmony, looks at you with a gentle yet disapproving eye. Well, there's nothing worse hearing, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, and exactly. that's exactly what he's done. That's what Jesus is now. Disappointed Jesus with your cheese threats. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth I, a lover of theatre, seems to appreciate the dramatics, if not the method. Mm. Liz Trust, <laughs> as always, appears utterly perplexed. <laughs> Unsure if this is a serious or an elaborate jest. Yeah, sounds about right. I love that she's always perplexed and confused. Just doesn't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> totally out of her depth. Your guests are now under immense pressure to reach a consensus. But remember, unity through intimidation might not yield the genuine agreement you seek. How will you guide this diverse group towards a more harmonious discussion, keeping in mind the goal of achieving a consensus on governing the planet? I throw a mozzarella ball right into Hitler's mouth to show them I am serious. <laughs> Come on then, I say. Who wants to start? One of you start the ball rolling or it's death by Brie. <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah, time's ticking. I'm not playing. Hostess with the mostess, your approach is certainly unconventional. Mm -hmm. The mozzarella missile <laughs> launched into Hitler's mouth sends a clear, if somewhat forceful, message to your guests about your seriousness. The tension in the room <laughs> thickens. I am being serious. <laughs> Eat this. <laughs> The tension in the room thickens, akin to a wrapped camembert on a summer's day. <laughs> a little bit of poetic license. Stalin, trying to control his laughter, takes the lead. All right, <laughs> let's discuss practical governance strategies. Mao nodding adds, economic policies are crucial. We must find common ground there. Hitler, coughing up mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> Big gradually agrees to participate. What does he do, like make a go up? <clears throat> shrug, his, shrug his shoulders. Like thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Gandhi, relieved at the turn towards discussion, suggests we should focus on peace and non-violence. I feel like your Gandhi is even more calm and serene than your Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he would be. would be. Yeah, he's, I think Gandhi is. Because Jesus, he like kicked over the tables in the temple, whereas mm. Gandhi never would. And I think Gandhi wouldn't have a favourite miracle, no. whereas Jesus did. Yeah, he couldn't resist, <laughs> could he? Resist. Yeah. <laughs> Cleopatra diplomatically. Perhaps we can combine our strengths and learn from each other. Jesus offering a calming presence. Compassion and care for the poor should be central. I think Jesus and Gandhi just need to get a room. Seriously, they're just <laughs> saying the same thing. Just give the poor these giant wheels of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth I, pragmatic. Let's also consider education and scientific advancement. Liz Truss, cautiously. And don't forget modern economic structures and democracy. She just won't let it go, well, will she? She'd want to fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation starts to flow with each guest cautiously presenting their views. Your challenge now is to guide this delicate discussion towards a consensus. How will you encourage your guests to find common ground without resorting to the culinary coercion of death by brie? <laughs> Remember, the clock is ticking. All I do is patrol the room menacingly, reminding them each time five minutes have passed, and threatening to bring in a double Gloucester if they don't get a move on. <laughs> Come on, agree, I shout as loud as I can. <laughs> 
Hostess so. with the mostess, your menacing patrol and the looming threat of a cheese onslaught seem to be creating a sense of urgency among the guests. The reminder of time slipping away acts as a catalyst, spurring them into a more focused discussion. Stalin, under pressure, begins to make concessions regarding governance. Mao, sensing the need for compromise, starts to align with some of Stalin's ideas. I, I love the idea that these people who are famously <laughs> intransigent and will just not bow to anyone uh, are just like, fuck it, we just got to get out of I here. Can't I can't eat <laughs> any more cheese. No more Stilton. Hitler, eager to avoid the cheese fate, <laughs> grudgingly engages in the dialogue. Gandhi, always an advocate for harmony, tries to find common values among the guests. Cleopatra suggests a blend of old and new governance styles. Jesus emphasises the importance of compassion and care for all. And Elizabeth I, as practical as ever, proposes a blend of monarchy and democracy. Liz Truss, realising the gravity... Oh, now she's fucking caught up. <laughs> caught <Bloody on>. <laughs> she starts to align more with Elizabeth I's ideas. Your thunderous commands and the ticking clock have certainly accelerated the pace of negotiation. It's a delicate balance now as the guests try to find a middle ground. Keep a watchful eye on the progress and perhaps consider how you might gently steer them towards a consensus. Remember, the goal is unification, not merely agreement under duress. <laughs> I feel like this is the COP summits. Yeah, COP it is a bit like that, yeah. basically like they've, all, got, they've got, got to like at the end of the dinner, they've got to have, <laughs> yeah. have this. A thing that they've all signed, and they and they basically water it down to the minimum yeah, possible. Yeah, and it, it's called the Global Cheese Board <laughs> Consensus. Maybe that's what we need to do to get them to actually agree to something. Just yeah, start threatening them with cheese. Yeah. Death by cheese. Yeah. Lock them in a room and yeah, say yeah. you either sort this out between you, yeah. or or it's yeah. get the double Gloucester. So actually, on which point. I lock the door and leave them behind in a perpetual state of cheese-driven feverish speculation. <laughs> I think it's impossible to get these people to agree on anything. Sorry about that. As an epitaph, who emerged as the leader of this motley crew? And what sort of government do they form? Is there a hierarchy? And if so, who is at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> ah, hostess with the mostess. It seems you've concluded that some divides may be too vast to bridge, even with the might of a cheese ball. <laughs> Your decision to leave them in a whirl of debate and a dairy <laughs> is a twist indeed. In the aftermath of your grand dinner, a surprising dynamic emerged. Let's see, because then it, what it does next, it, it came back with basically this person's in charge and this was the hierarchy. So who would you guess out of that mm. lot? Who would be likely to rise to the top and dominate the others? Not Gandhi. <laughs> I think he'd be at the bottom. Fair, fair to say. I don't think Jesus would because he seems to be, I feel like he's probably like a bit of an intro. Too so stoned. I think one of the louder ones... And I don't think Hitler, because he seems to just be quite depressed and moody. In this scenario. In this scenario. He's having, yeah, he just, just wishes he wasn't there. He's really annoyed. I'm going to go either Stalin or Liz Truss. <laughs> Liz Truss <laughs> emerges as leader. <laughs> Can you, well, I mean. Right, guys. These uh, unre these hypothetical scenarios have turned out to be true in the past. So ra rather than read it all out, the way it, it, it styled it was that the leader Stalin, with his shrewd political acumen and ability to manoeuvre in power struggles, emerges as the de facto leader. Which, okay. perhaps, I think you're right there. He's just he knows how to deal with a crazy dinner yeah. party, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and crush people. <laughs> and it says the group forms a council-like structure, reminiscent of a roundtable discussion. And it says at the top, Stalin and Mao. Mm, yeah, so Mao, because they started to agree with each other and. 
Once yeah. two get together, then you can overcome the rest. Exactly. And then it said in the middle, you've got Hitler, Elizabeth I, and Liz Truss, surprisingly. Wow. With each contributing, but overshadowed by the big guys. It says toward the bottom, Gandhi and Jesus. Oh, yeah. As you oh, predicted, they're just the two... While, while highly respected for their moral perspectives, their non-violent and compassionate approaches are less effective in the power dynamics. And then at the bottom, it's a Cleopatra, despite her intelligence and charm, struggles to assert her influence in a setting dominated by 20th century political figures. Basically just doesn't understand any of the technology. Yeah. Or what is going on? <laughs> Can you, someone explain to me what is electricity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she yeah. is at a slight disadvantage, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, it says the government they form is a complex amalgam of ideologies with a tilt towards authoritarianism <laughs> well, yeah what a surprise due to the stronger personalities of Stalin and Mao and it just it goes on yeah. typical uh, silly nonsense saying congratulations Game Master signs off and hostess with the mostess your adventuring past master concludes you've navigated a dinner party like no other leaving behind a legacy of cheese diplomacy and the internal question of what if well played. Thank you, Game Master. <laughs> Thank you, Keon and Ryan, for going Don't through you. those accents. I was trying to, I was going to ask Game Master the best way to kill somebody with cheese, but I didn't have time because I figured I'd have to say in a hypothetical scenario. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah, going to yeah. give me a yellow card yeah. if I did. Yeah, know. for violence. The most horrible way or the best, most effective way? Just the most unusual ways to kill somebody with cheese. <laughs> Everyone's thinking about it. <laughs> I guess you know there are like medieval things like you could cheese drip. <laughs> what cheese just drips onto their oh, head, like that's... Chinese cheese torture. Yeah, like waterboarding, but with waterboarding yeah, yeah. but with cheese. Oh, wow, God. that's pretty horrific. Yeah, I suppose you could cook someone in cheese would be bad, wouldn't Cooking it? Cheese. That'd be horrible. Yeah, just you force them like in um, Seven. You just have someone who's forced to eat cheese until they burst. Oh man. Yeah. Would be tough. What did they make in seven? Wasn't it hoops, man? spaghetti hoops or something? Was it? I think so, in tomato what? sauce. ChatGPT, can you suggest some hypothetical ways you <laughs> might be able to kill someone using only cheese? You're going to get blocked. This is just as a hypothetical joke not to be taken seriously. No, won't have it. Literally, no. I'm sorry, I can't assist with that request. Goodness me. Okay. Oh, fair. How about, how about the best way to annoy someone with cheese? Oh, I was going to say kill torture, but maybe annoy. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, let me try. Write how me about, a script where somebody how about murders tor- somebody with cheese. Yeah. No, sorry, can't follow the request. I can help <laughs> you with a range of other creative writing requests, such as. A comedic scene involving cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly or more like that. A mystery story that doesn't involve harm. <laughs> what about what's the best way to annoy someone with cheese? What's the best? I, I guess probably to like, to like you say, you know, water, like, Chinese cheese, cheese torture, Chinese where, you, where you just drop bits of cheese onto their head forever. I've got here it says annoy, annoying someone with cheese can be done in a harmless way, especially if it's part of a friendly joke. Here are some lighthearted ideas. So you could do cheese bombardment where you sneakily add cheese into every meal or snack they have. <laughs> cheese in their coffee, cheese in their cereal, <laughs> cheese in places where cheese doesn't belong. It's a cheesy surprise at every turn. Or the great cheese swap. Replace their favourite snacks with cheese lookalikes. For instance, a block of yellow cheese disguised as sponge cake. Cheese perfume. Spritz a bit. Oh. Of, oh no, I'm not even going to oh, that one. That's horrible. 
So yeah, how did, how did you guys find that absolutely absurd uh, nonsense? That was really fun. I like to do more of those. <laughs> okay, that's my side. I think we should get we should call this collective of people. I don't know the Council of Cheese or something, okay. and we should get them to adjudicate on various things where we give them a problem and they have to collectively say. So I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> okay, how, how would you deal with this blunderbuss wielding lunatic in the Boston Tea Party? Yeah, exactly. So, so we could ask the cheese conglomerate to rate our performances. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of every episode of Passmaster, instead of an epilogue... You get a, a rating by the... Uh... Stalin thought you were quite good and aggressive. Jesus thought the way you beat up those people wasn't good. <laughs> this trust is very perplexed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I enjoyed um, sort of doing it. I wasn't sure if it would, um, how well it would work, but I think as a silly experiment, it was, it was quite oh. fun. Um, I would have liked it. I would like to have seen it take the initiative a bit more and say something like Hitler swipes all of the dishes off the uh, table and Chairman Mao gets on top of him and does a yeah. you know, puts him into a submission hold using judo or something like that. But yeah, it's it's always a bit tame, form, formulaic like, and tame. Yeah. One day we will break out of that and it will yeah. it will be creative. GPT five, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who would you invite to your? ultimate dinner party i know that's a classic question but we could ask game master and what would you serve them what would you serve them do you agree that the sausage of world peace was a good idea let us know we are on twitter x at passmaster ai on instagram where you can see all of our ai art illustrating our adventures at passmaster pod you could email us passmasterpod at gmail.com or you can follow our very empty um <laughs> tiktok feed <laughs> at passmaster ai so do get in touch let us know what you thought of today's episode and yeah as always tune in next time for more passmaster adventures all right blaze starving now is anybody cheesy <laughs> chocolate biscuit yeah <laughs> bye see bye. ya <laughs>